The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zinn 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. It's Dexcom. With the new Dexcom G7, you get better diabetes results without those awful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or to your watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affect your glucose. It makes it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's so easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. In what has been billed as an accident, now a young mother is dead after movie superstar Alex Baldwin shoots what he believes to be a blank. But it is anything but a blank. And now a young woman is dead. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Tragedy on the film set of a new Alec Baldwin movie and what police are calling a misfire of a prop gun in Santa Fe, New Mexico. The sheriff's office there has just confirmed it was Baldwin who fired the prop gun that killed a 42-year-old female director of photography, Helena Hutchins. The film's director, Joel Souza, was also hurt. This incident happened on the set of the Western Rust. Now detectives are investigating what type of projectile discharged from this gun. So far, no charges have been filed. Earlier today, Alec Baldwin did post a picture on social media from this set. You were just hearing our friend Christine Johnson with CBS. What really happened? According to reports, the assistant yelled out cold gun just before the shooting, which means... The gun was safe, that it was loaded with a blank. So how do we have a woman dead, another film person injured? With me, an all-star panel to make sense of it all, if we can. With me, Dominic Romano, lawyer, joining us out of New York at RomanoLaw.com, his specialty, entertainment law. And I can tell you, somebody's going to need a lawyer. Dr. Sherry Schwartz, forensic psychologist, joining us. 
Karen L. Smith, forensic expert, host of Shattered Souls podcast at barebonesforensics.com. Paul Zyke, joining us, special guest, former police commander and author of Stop Him From Killing Them on Amazon. And he has lots of experience using firearms with blanks during live action movie scenes like Terminator, Salvation. Dr. Michelle Dupree, forensic pathologist, former medical examiner, author of Homicide Investigation Field Guide and a former police detective. But first to Alexis Tereschuk, CrimeOnline.com investigative reporter, joining us from Hollywood. Alexis, what is getting folded into the story, right or wrong, is Alec Baldwin's history, his reputation for, let me just say, um, hot-headedness, to put it euphemistically, if he thought it was a blank and it should have been a blank, then history aside, it was an accident. But how can it really be an accident when somebody loaded this prop gun with real bullets? You know what? Just start at the beginning. Alexis, did you know the search warrant has just been released and we learned a lot from that? But you go ahead. So. They were on a set in Santa Fe, New Mexico. It's a Western-style movie. So they were sitting in a church, an, an old church scene, and Alec Baldwin was sitting in one of the pews, and he was practicing what's called a cross drop. And so that would be where the person say, takes your left hand and grabs the gun out of the holster on your the opposite hip, pulls it across to fire. He was practicing this move. Standing, the cinematographer, which is the person that makes the movie beautiful, this is the person that... that the direct that films the scene she was standing in front of him with the assistant director i'm sorry with the director standing right behind her he was looking over her shoulder to see what it would look like when alex pulled the gun out he pulls it out of the side points it at her to show them pulls the trigger and it fires a live round into her hits her in the stomach and actually i believe goes through her and grazes the director sitting standing right behind her Hush is pronounced dead at an Albuquerque hospital after being rushed to the emergency room. You know what? I always love playing 911 calls for a jury because it takes you back to what's really happening. Not a description, not uh, someone recounting what happened, but you're hearing what really happened. Take a listen to the beginning of that 911 call. Can you get out of the What's the location of your emergency? We need a met. We need an ambulance out at Bonanza Creek Ranch right now. We've got two people shot on a movie set accidentally. He said someone was shot? Two people accidentally. Okay. Gunshots head on movie set, Bonanza Creek Ranch. Okay. Okay. Can you I'll connect you with medical dispatch. I don't need that. Who are you calling? Clear the road. Everybody should be. 
We need some help. Our director and our cameraman, cameraman has been shot. Now, you hear repeatedly the word accident, accidentally throughout that. But <clears throat> is it an accident? Very often when you have, for instance, a DUI crash, people go, well, it, it, it was an accident. But was it? Because the driver chooses to go to a bar to order drinks, to drink, to become legally intoxicated, to then get the car keys, walk to the car, get in the car, crank up, reverse, and drive out onto the roads. That sounds pretty deliberate. So is it an accident? Is it gross negligence? Well, take a listen to more of that 911 call. So was it loaded with a real bullet or what? I, I, I cannot tell you that. Okay. We have two injuries from a movie gun shot. Okay. We're getting out there already. Just stay on the phone with me. Okay. Okay. I just he, he yelled at me at lunch because asking about revisions. You can't lay over my desk and yell at me. He's supposed to check the gun. She's discussion in the background you hear the speaker talking to somebody else about someone yelling at her and lunch about script revision and she says she's supposed to check the gun he's responsible for what happened no no i'm a script supervisor so i i don't know a lot about movie sets i can tell you more about a murder trial but i know this a script supervisor should not be checking dangerous weapons I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's crime stories possible. It's Lisa Mattress. Don't let a bad mattress stand between you and a good night's sleep. Lisa Mattress can help. From memory foam mattresses that hug in all the right places to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer incredible comfort and support at every price point. Collectively, their mattresses have over 20000 five-star reviews. Delivery is free, returns are easy, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your own home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash nancy for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com 
forward slash Nancy. Thanks, Lisa Mattress, for being our partner. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. With me is Paul Zyke, not only former police commander and author of Stop Him From Killing Them on Amazon, but at Twitter, at Workplace Threat. He's with the Screen Actors Guild, and he has experience using firearms with blanks during live action movie scenes. I could go on, but I think that sums it up for today. Paul Zyke, thank you for being with us. What went wrong? Obviously, there was a, a live bullet and what should have been a prop gun, but what happened? Nancy, um, the, the only explanation for this is a systemic breakdown and systems that are in place to ensure that live ammunition is not present on the set. Okay, now that was a lot of words, Paul Zyke. I think you're saying somebody didn't do their job? Well, absolutely. Somebody somebody did not do their job and uh, catastrophically did not do that. There's no reason whatsoever for live ammunition to be on the set of any set because these weapons are capable of firing live rounds. They're not really prop guns. They're deadly weapons being used as props. Okay, hold on right there. I want to make that distinction. You're absolutely right. When, look, I'm a trial lawyer. I'm a legal expert. You're the expert in this world. When I say prop gun, I mean they're using it as a prop. But you're making a very fine, subtle, but important distinction a prop gun is a fake gun. I don't think it even can shoot. Is that right? Exactly. If you're talking about, say, a prop knife, correct? It, it has a flat edge on it. It's incapable of cutting you. These are things that are not deemed to be dangerous. A prop gun is simply, as utilized on set, are weapons that are capable of firing live ammunition. And therefore, accidentally, live ammunition could be mixed with blank rounds. Um, you know, given time, this is just a disaster waiting to happen. They need to move to true prop guns that are incapable of chambering live ammunition. Uh, until that happens, this has a very strong chance of repeating itself. Well, okay. T- tell me this, Paul Zeit. Guys, with me, Paul Zeit. He is uh, a former police commander. He's an author, Screen Actors Guild, and has experience using blanks. Uh, during live action movie scenes where we all think they're shooting real guns if you suspend your disbelief in movies like his, Terminator Salvation. Those aren't real guns. So why are they using a real gun to start with, Paul Zike? And I mean, to me, having been forced to handle so many guns and so many homicides, what moron wouldn't make sure that there were blanks in the gun? It's hard to imagine that uh, during the loading of the weapon, that that was not uh, viewed very strictly um, as as the weapon is loaded. And also, there's a chain of custody uh, issue here. Um, on the scene of Terminator Salvation, as we would go out and we would, uh, you know, conduct a battle scene, if you will, in the middle of the night, we would be handed uh, directly from the armor fully automatic weapons and magazines fully loaded with blanks, and we would head straight out to where the scene was to be shot. And then we would engage in the scene, you know, five, ten minutes later, hand the weapons straight back to the armor, all the ammunition back to the armor, all the magazines back to the armor, and uh, we would not be able to touch those weapons again until the next scene. So from a chain of custody standpoint, it went directly from the armor, directly to my hand, my, uh, you know, the 
co-actors hands that were with me and that was maintained very strictly hold on paul i've I've got to soak in everything you're saying because dominic romano a high profile lawyer joining us out of new york's specialty entertainment law that's why dominic's joining us today dominic hold on when you heard paul zyke say chain of custody i immediately thought of a serial murderer that i prosecuted on one murder we could get him on one and there ended up I would say three weeks before trial, I was just looking at the evidence and I noticed that the bag that contained the evidence wasn't signed. It had never been signed by the homicide cop that picked it up from, there was DNA in there, it was blood, from where it had been taken and carried to the crime lab. It wasn't written on the back. Did anybody tamper with it? No. He just didn't put his initials. I'm like, oh, dear Lord in heaven, the chain is broken. This could be attacked at trial. I had to go back out to the jail, stand there and look at this killer while we pulled his blood again. Then I carried it with my investigator, myself, back to the crime lab to have it retested. Praise the Lord in heaven. It was his DNA. Long story short, that's chain of custody. Your case can be lost. You can lose a serial killer because somebody didn't keep the chain to preserve the integrity of the trial. That's what I thought when Paul Zyke said chain of custody. But did you also hear him say, Dominic Romano, he handed it back to the, it sounded like he was saying armor or armory, but I've been reading about this case. It's an armorer. Armor-er, who is the person in charge of all the weapons. Hey, somebody is either going to jail or they're going to lose their house over a lawsuit, Dominic Romano. I think you're right, Nancy. And I think Paul is absolutely right. Look, in 2021, no one should ever be killed by a gun on a film set, period. Those are the words of Brandon Lee's sister. Uh, Brandon Lee shot on a film set in the early 1990s. This should not happen. There are established protocols, chains of command. Nancy said someone either going to jail or lose their house. That's highly likely here. I mean, there there appears to be some serious gross negligence on that set to allow that to happen. That that is the appearance. And, And I don't know what evidence can come out to rebut that presumption. A live round in, well... As Paul Zyke has corrected me, it's not a prop gun. They were using real guns. Hey, let me ask you a question, Paul Zyke. Explain the difference in what a blank looks like as opposed to a live round, a bullet. When we're saying live rounds, we're talking about a bullet. What's the difference? Can't you just look at them and you can see the difference? In most cases, absolutely. It's very clear you can see the difference. In some types of calibers, say 223, if you will, that's what an AR-15 would shoot. Um, the the blanks are uh, kind of crimped at the end to almost look like there's a bullet on the end of them. Um, but any sort of trained professional whatsoever, when you're handling a blank, you know it's a blank. When it's a bullet, you know it's a bullet. The blank does not have a, um, a lead projectile or a steel projectile at the end of the round. So at the end, it's either flat or mm-hmm. it's slightly crimped. Um, to hold in the gunpowder, which, you know, the firearm usually needs the gunpowder to uh, correctly function the weapon and cycle the weapon. And it's one of the reasons why blanks are used. Okay, Paul Zyke, I really respect you, but you're going to have to dummy down for me, okay? Because I would have to put you through intensive training before you took the stand 
because a lot of people do not know what you just said. Just think about it and think if there's a way you can say it in more simple terms. What's the difference between a blank and a live bullet when you look at it? Speak English, man. In the meantime, wait a minute. You mentioned Brandon Lee, and you're absolutely right. We pulled sound of other cases almost identical to this. This is not the first time it's happened, believe it or not. Tyler, could you roll our cut 44? Let's follow up on what Paul Zyke said about Brandon Lee. Where did the bullet come from that killed Brandon Lee? Some believe a piece of a crop bullet without gunpowder in it may have been left accidentally in the gun. When the blank was fired at Brandon, some feel it shot out the prop bullet, mortally wounding him. The movie was an accident waiting to happen. The Crow crew member we spoke with says that there were many opportunities for an accident to happen. Are the working conditions on the set of The Crow particularly bad? Extremely long hours, 18-hour uh, days back-to-back back at times, uh, pushing 90 to 100 hours a week, six-day weeks is uh, way too much. Do you think that that overwork that exhaustion might have resulted in this accident safety precautions uh, all of them were definitely not followed it could have been prevented and, um, with better management the publicist for the movie the crow denies that the working conditions were unsafe certainly everyone was was very tired and exhausted from the shoot but these are professionals and they're used to working in conditions like this Okay, guys, you were hearing our friends at inside edition and I want to follow up on what we're just hearing with Alexis Tereschuk. I played that sound for a reason, Alexis, because on the Alec Baldwin set of Rust, there apparently were problems with working conditions. A group of the crew had walked out, I think, the night before, claiming that they had bad hotels. They were an hour away from a hotel or motel. And if they worked late into the night, they'd have to drive through, I guess, the desert. And a lot of them were actually sleeping in their cars overnight. That's just some of the complaints I've heard. But what are the other complaints, if any, on the Alec Baldwin movie set? Well, there have been complaints that things were not safe. Quote, but one of the per- the person that is being directly blamed for a lot of the unsafe is when you were listening to the 911 call and you said you heard the woman saying that he was yelling at me, things like that. This is the assistant director that they're talking about. And this is the assistant director, David Halls, who handed the gun to Baldwin and said, this is a cold gun. So what the people on the set were saying is that Halls was not a responsible person. He was very angry. He was he was making the job very difficult for everybody to do, and they didn't trust him. Wait a minute. You're saying David Halls was an assistant director? Yes. Okay, well, what about the armorer? Isn't she the one responsible for all the weapons and the and the uh, the blanks or the bullets? Guys, take another listen to our cut 43. This is about practically the same thing happening before. Listen. It was here at the Carroll Co. Studios in Wilmington, North Carolina, that actor Brandon Lee was filming The Crow. Ironically, the film is about a man who dies and comes back to life to avenge his death. Shortly after midnight last Tuesday, Brandon Lee was preparing to film a routine action scene. The script called for him to get shot at as he walked through a door carrying a bag of groceries. Michael Massey, the actor doing the shooting, is reportedly devastated by Lee's death and remains in seclusion. The gun he was using was supposed to be loaded with blanks. When the cameras rolled, Brandon Lee was performing for the last time. Mr. Lee's heart stopped and efforts to resuscitate him were unsuccessful. Wednesday afternoon, Brandon Lee was pronounced dead. 
the autopsy revealed some shocking information. A 44 caliber bullet was removed from Lee's body. Detectives are proceeding with the investigation. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's crime stories possible. It's Lisa Mattress. Don't let a bad mattress stand between you and a good night's sleep. Lisa Mattress can help. From memory foam mattresses that hug in all the right places to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer incredible comfort and support at every price point. Collectively, their mattresses have over 20,000 five-star reviews. Delivery is free, returns are easy, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your own home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash nancy for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com forward slash nancy. Thanks, Lisa Mattress, for being our partner. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Straight out to Karen L. Smith, forensic expert, host of Shattered Souls podcast, barebonesforensic.com. Weigh in, Karen Smith. Well, we deal a lot with forensics uh, and physics when we do a reconstruction. We use snippets of time, and sometimes that can be split seconds, and this includes trajectories of projectiles. And this trajectory can generally be explained by the reporting. Alec Baldwin was reported to be sitting in a church pew to align a camera angle when the gun was fired. Alina Hutchins then collapsed on the floor, and Joel Souza was struck in the clavicle. That's an upward trajectory, which means both Hutchins and Souza were standing up when the event occurred. The projectile, now that has yet to be officially named as a specific caliber bullet or as something else that came out of the gun muzzle. That perforated Helena's body and subsequently struck Joel. Now, in order for that to happen, the kinetic energy, which is energy as the result of motion, would be very high. We're dealing with mass, or the amount of matter in an object, and energy dispersion. Guns carry a high volume of energy in a small space. And that, from my experience, it tells me that it was something other than just the paper or plastic wadding from a blank round. That needs to be confirmed by the ME and the investigators, but there are reports of live ammunition bullets being on the set and that particular gun mm-hmm. allegedly being used for target practice that morning. There's a lot of questions that need to be answered by the investigators and the ME. A gun, a, a gun for the set being used as target practice? Paul Zike, that, that shouldn't be. That you've got crew members out shooting bottles. I, I think that that's coming out. With live bullets and use that same gun for a scene and in, in, in a church full of people. And Nancy, I just want to clarify the prior point. So very simply, a blank 
is is a is a shell casing with gunpowder in it with no bullet. A bullet is the same exact thing with more gunpowder and a uh, a live bullet at the end of it that is made to travel through the barrel and exit mm-hmm. the the weapon. But back to what you were saying, that's a cardinal rule that's been broken. Whether you're whether you're involved in police training or you're involved in uh, a, a movie set, uh, keeping live ammunition away from weapons that fire live ammunition and keeping weapons that fire blanks away from those instances. And when you mix those two together, the odds of somebody having a spare live round in one of their pockets or, or you name it is super high. And that sounds very sloppy, and it 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 just just uh, opens the door for terrible things to happen, and that's where the the systemic breakdown and that controlled environment. Well, I'm telling you, Paul Zike, you're right. Super sloppy is one way to put it. Gross negligence or uh, unintentional murder is another way to put it. I think I hear Dominic Romano jumping in. Go ahead. Yeah. That- it's a catastrophic miscalculation. I think two people here should be folk. We should focus on um, one is the armor, right? This is only, according to reports, her second movie, Gutierrez Reed, and the assistant director, Dave Halls, who you, you mentioned before. According to reports, he mm-hmm. was fired from a 2019 production of Freedom's Past okay, after two members suffered a mi- minor injury. Whoa! Wait a minute! Whoa! 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 Wait! Wait! You got me drinking from the fire hydrant, which is not a bad thing. It's too much at once. Hold on. Why in the world would you have somebody that was fired off another similar job handling your weapon? Okay. Is that what you just said, Dominic? Okay. Almost. So Almost. The, the armorer <laughs> is 24 years old. The person handling the weapons It's only her second film. She was just in a podcast last month where she said, you know, she's a bit nervous about her film, but it went well. Her father is apparently a famous armor. Okay, so we have that, an experienced armor. Number two, we have the assistant director, known as the AD, Dave Hulse. Apparently, according to a report, he was fired from the 2019 production. The movie was Freedom Path. After a crew member suffered, guess what? A minor injury when a gun unexpectedly discharged. Mm. 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 Dominic Romano, the words similar transactions are jumping to yeah. mind. I mean, if there is a trial, you know that previous incident is going to come in. I mean, this this solidifies my thought that this is not an accident because an accident is when you totally don't see it coming. It's just like out of the blue. But if this guy, if it's correct, the AD had a previous incident where somebody was shot on a set, even if it was a minor injury then you should have seen, you either knew or should have known. Would you agree with that, Dominic Romano? There are going to be some serious um, questions to be asked, and there, there have to be answers. There, and if, there, if we don't have good answers, someone is either going to be involved in a very expensive lawsuit, or depending on what they knew and when they knew it and how careless they were, uh, probably facing some time. The other issue you alluded to earlier is you know, cost cutting. It, it's, it's rampant in the industry right now. We're coming out of, of um, a pandemic and the, the production company's decision not to book the crew hotel rooms near the actual set, but to have them travel an hour in each direction to get to and from their accommodation, to have long hours where people walked off the set earlier that day in protest. So this is, is, is a combination of 
what turned out to be a lethal combination, a catastrophic calculation on the part of the production company. Well, you just said a mouthful, all in a good way, between the armorer being inexperienced, the AD having a prior similar transaction, and budget cuts, problems amongst the crew. Take a listen to our cut six from our friends at News Nation now. Let's start with the people responsible for handling a gun. There are no ubiquitous rules across all film sets, but generally there are some guidelines that they follow adhering to a budget. Budget usually plays a big role. On many sets, there are no fewer than three people responsible for monitoring a weapon. The prop master, who's in charge of all props, is often supported by a safety officer and a stunt coordinator. And depending on the state, you may also need to bring in an armorer whose only job is handling weapons. An armorer is required by New Mexico state law. So the point is, just like uh, Dominic Romano was saying, budget plays a big role. Well, you know what? You can tell that to the victim and the victim's child and husband. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's crime stories possible. It's Lisa Mattress. Don't let a bad mattress stand between you and a good night's sleep. Lisa Mattress can help. From memory foam mattresses that hug in all the right places to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer incredible comfort and support at every price point. Collectively, their mattresses have over 20000 five-star reviews. Delivery is free, returns are easy, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your own home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash nancy for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com forward slash nancy. Thanks, Lisa Mattress, for being our partner. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. To you, Dr. Michelle Dupree, forensic pathologist, uh, former medical examiner, author of Homicide Investigation Field Guide. I can go on and on. Dr. Dupree, I'm sure you, like myself, have had to handle weapons in front of juries and I learned this from watching a pro try cases I would always pick the gun up holding it face down with the barrel pointing to the ground so the jury or anyone else would not be alarmed what you don't want to do is scare your jury I would walk in front of the jury holding the weapon nose down open the chamber let them see me check it, hold it up like I was examining it through, you know, at, at my eye level so they can see that it was empty and then shut it and then give it to the witness. 
without fail, even if it was a weapon that I knew was inoperable. That was SOP. Why, why would that not occur on a movie set? But describe how you're supposed to handle weapons. Exactly, Nancy. You described it perfectly. That is exactly what you should do. And if you're giving a weapon to someone else, normally you have the chamber open so that they can also see. And then you both check it and know that it's, it's empty or that the blanks are in it. Tell me what you can discern about what um, Karen Smith, forensics expert, just told us about the injuries. What happened? Nancy, even though these are, quote, prop guns or blanks, they can still obviously do devastating damage. The wadding or whatever they are filled with, even in a blank. But this was not a blank. This was an actual projectile. And as we know... You mean a bullet? Speak English, please. A bullet. (laughs) Yes. Yes, this was a bullet. And the caliber of that bullet, of the gun, is what is going to determine how much damage is done. As she explained... The higher the caliber, the more energy in that bullet. And so the more damage done to the physical body. And, of course, the location where that bullet enters the body, in this case, was devastating. You know, another issue to Dr. Sherry Schwartz, I've been on a lot of TV sets, obviously, and movie sets for, you know, cameos or some legal issue. And I got to tell you, Dr. Sherry Schwartz, a, a movie set takes on a whole... It's like you're in a different world. Like when you go to the movies and you sit down and it goes dark, your mind takes you there. When you're on a movie set, I've never been on a single movie set that went on time. You go till one or two o'clock in the morning. It's pitch dark outside. You keep going until you get the shot or you finish the scene or whatever it's called in movie world. I think that there is a suspended fear you think you're at a movie set like when you go to disneyland or or when you're on vacation on a cruise ship you suspend your normal thinking it doesn't seem real and you're not thinking wow there's a gun i could get shot because it's quote just a movie it's not real how do we let me just say suspend our disbelief suspend rational rules of functioning when you're on a movie set or in a movie you know like in movies uh, where there's some nut with a gun and you hear a sound but you don't think it's real because you're in a movie what happens in the human mind dr sherry well when you don't think that something is actually real then you would not calculate accurately what the potential risks are Right. And so there is this gun on the set, but everybody thinks, oh, it's just make believe we're setting this up to film it. Nobody's actually going to get hurt. And so what happens mentally is that you underestimate what the potential risks are. And what happened here is a is an egregious underestimation, right? So for the rest of us, it's make-believe. Maybe even for the actor, they know that they're just playing a role and everybody around them might know they're playing a role, but there are people on the set who are responsible for that gun and for taking that proper care and knowing what the potential risks are. Back to you, Alexis Teresa at CrimeOnline.com investigative reporter. You have heard Dominic Romano, Paul's like, well, everyone on the panel weighing in, but apparently there were a lot of problems and a lot of disgruntled crew members. I understand that one of the motels they had set them up uh, to stay overnight was at 
a place for the homeless and uh, there, there were drug addicts uh, there and they were afraid to stay there. What was going on on the set? Well, it seems like what they were trying to do was make this film as cheaply as possible. Understandable. But they were putting people's lives at risk. It was 50, these hotels were 50 miles away. So after working 14-hour days, the crew was having to drive over an hour to get to their hotel. Then they would have to be back within like six hours, so they would get almost no sleep at all. But they were also saying that things were just not Safe. There had been an incident a, a few days earlier that one of the prop guns, again, prop gun, real gun, had been accidentally fired. And so the crew has been complaining to the producer saying this is not a safe working environment. And they walked off the set. And so Hollywood is very much a union business. But the producers hired non-union people to replace them. These non-union people, though, are not the people. It's not the armorer and it's not the assistant director. And everybody's been talking. There is a line of protocol. You have so many steps in the line of defense so that when this gun got to Alex Baldwin, at least two other people were responsible for saying that it wasn't loaded. I mean, didn't somebody even scream out? cold gun. I mean, they have to yell it out. You know what you you were just saying? I know so many times for different shoots, uh, I don't know who he is that carries the, comes over and they have to do it a certain way. They have to say a certain thing and they say it really loudly. I don't know why, but I'm sure there's a reason for it. Just like they would yell out cold gun and everybody would hear it. But I guess they yelled it out without checking, Alexis. And there are reports that, yes, there, so there were three guns that were set up and they were put on a table outside the church set. And this is because of COVID-19 protocols. So not a lot of people are, are in the, if it's an enclosed set, they're not there. Three guns. So the assistant director picked it up. It's Dave Halls, as, as the other guest said, you know, has a history of a lot of accidents on sets and handed it to Baldwin. And he is the one that yelled out, cold gun there's no nobody has said there's so many people have spoken to the police in on the set so many of the other crew members and they said they're they didn't know whether it actually was Mm. empty or not and these guns were used at lunch this is a post-lunch break so they they broke for lunch at 12 30 they come back after lunch during that lunchtime, there are reports that the crew members were using this gun and other guns to shoot beer bottles out in the, the desert area and using it as target practice. So there could have been a live. And they said there was lots of live ammunition. Nobody was told they couldn't bring live ammunition on set. That's another thing that... Why, would, why do you need a live round on set? That's the big problem here. And I that, that that. Seems- Is that Paul? Jump in. Yeah, I'd like to jump in there. It's it's uh, it's simply a, a breakdown of, of the security of the scene. The only people there that are armed should be security personnel. And, you know, in my years, my decade of uh, fighting to keep workplaces safe and to uh, stop stalking offenders from killing victims, um, I can tell you one thing, and that is nobody thinks the unthinkable is going to happen. It's, it's a matter of just human thinking. They think that, well, that happened to somebody else. It didn't happen to me. And because this is uh, somewhat of a rare occurrence on a set, uh, people got laxed. They got lackadaisical about fundamental uh, when it comes to shooting a scene such as this and just like at any workplace this is a workplace out in the middle of the desert just like it would be in in an office building uh, those protocols broke down and people at work 
right thing for the right reasons had a catastrophic, devastating thing happen because we as human beings think, well, if it hasn't happened, it won't happen. And that's just not the reality of life when it comes to dangerous events. You know, Alec Baldwin is a great, great actor. A lot of people don't like him because he rubs them the wrong way with his jokes, with his actions, with, you know, just a, a, a history of um, comments and behavior that irritates some people. But I can tell you this. When I saw the photos of him literally doubled over in grief, I don't think that was acting. I think that was real. Who bears the fault of the death of a beautiful young woman? I'm sure her husband and little child are looking for answers. We wait as justice unfolds. Nancy Grace, Crime Story, signing off. Goodbye, friend. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's crime stories possible. It's Lisa Mattress, a collaboration between Lisa and West Elm. The natural hybrid is made from natural latex, natural wool, and environmentally safe foams. The natural hybrid elevates your sleep and supports. Go to lisa.com forward slash nancy to learn more. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com forward slash Nancy. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. Amazing. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, your exercise, and medication decisions. All those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and a lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner.